0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, Carm Capriotto, the service aftermarkets podcast pioneer. Join me each week for aftermarket insights from my guest host and an industry first, a virtual shop tour. Use the industry's premier podcast as your personal networking resource. And as always, know that you'll learn one thing. The video for this show is on the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz or on my YouTube channel. Welcome back to another episode of Remarkable Results Radio and Aftermarket Weekly, where our goal is to always help advance the service aftermarket by... Supporting your business acumen and personal professional development, one episode at a time. Today, I am with Aaron Woods. Hey, Aaron, from Extra Mile Auto Care, Stillwater, Oklahoma.
1: Good to be back, Carm. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Hey, th- thanks for coming back. You've uh, been a great contributor to the podcast, bringing your wisdom as a young, aggressive, smart shop operator. Recently, we just, I think we just did a, a Town Hall Academy on paperless and loving it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great contributions there. So thank you so much for, we're coming to you uh, on tape from the Dorman OE Fix Studios. The Karm Cave. Ann says, where are you going? I says, I'm going to the Karm Cave. I got to think. <laughs> I got to think. That's where all the business gets done. Yeah, and and everybody's asking from all over the world and country, all over North America, Karm, how's that snow out there where you guys are? Because you can't help but see a news story on buffalo and the 77 inches that fell not necessarily all over but in a cup in a narrow band i got two feet where i live my daughter tracy got about five so yes it was one of those maybe uh maybe century style or decade style snows that we got so thank you all for caring thanks so much to doran for their great sponsorship The aftermarket is filled with companies that make replacement parts, but few invest in design, engineering, manufacturing, programming, and testing like Dorman. They are home to hundreds of mechanical, electrical, and manufacturing engineers spread out all across the globe who ensure every part that is produced meets rigorous industry standards for performance. To do this, Dorman utilizes cutting-edge technology and equipment to test fit, form, and functionality of all their parts. Some of these tests include rapid prototyping 3D models for fitment checks, tolerance testing on both mechanical and electronic components through salt fog and thermal heat and pressure testing. Dorman drives their dedication to their engineering by including their in-house programmers who write and test new software solutions. Solving for a problem is what powers the innovation engine at Dorman. Dorman invests in these OE innovations to help you save time, your customer money, and prevent vehicles from coming back to your shop. Hey, to learn more about Dorman's engineering process, visit DormanProducts.com forward slash tour. Thank you so much, Dorman. Hey, look, uh, I've uh, been chatting with Aaron uh, of late he was so kind to carve out some time to come on and do this tour and this little mini business discussion.
1: First, I have to say thanks for you know having me back on this. This podcast is, uh, in, in my opinion, and I think in several others, uh, the the top tier right of the aftermarket industry. And so to be able to you know be on this show um, in, in such great honor of you know you and and the several of the other you know minds that grace their presence. Uh, It's great to be back.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate that. So this happened to me recently. We're getting ready to travel again, and we produce so many shows. And of course, Thanksgiving's coming up. Tracy's taking a few extra days off. And so she says, hey, Dad, uh, I need some help. And it would be like Aaron losing a service advisor and having to go back on the counter, right? So Dad went back to doing the stuff that he loved to do as he created the, the podcast. And it's it's humbling to realize all the work that everyone does, but you you get a chance, Aaron, to walk through the shoes and check out your processes and systems and see if they're still working. Oh,
1: absolutely! And you know we put so much emphasis as as shop owners. To to building the business to where you as the owner can focus on doing the owner things and and out of the proverbial you know operational you know side of the business as you get to that point you start focusing on the the bigger picture things and you know the the ten thousand foot view I guess is what we have uh, termed it but then when you take a step back and of course my service advisors uh, one of them is. Is out with a newborn baby, and so congrats to to him and his wife, and you know, and, and that milestone in their life. But it's giving me the opportunity to, you know, get back into the front counter and get in front of customers, and those relationships that I've had with some of those customers throughout the years. But also, it gives you a great opportunity to revisit some of the processes that you've created, but then stepped out of, and then now you come back in and, and find those. Um, you know it's how your people have grown some of those processes, and where some of the inefficiencies still lie.
0: What if you didn't have a service advisor out yeah, it's a couple of years down the road? Things are you're growing. Things are really happening for you. Would you ever just consider? I'm going to go out. I'm going to work the counter for a couple of days.
1: I think you should. I, I think that's a that's a great angle to look at. I think we sometimes kind of you know think that we graduate above that, and that that's not our place anymore. But at the end of the day the entire business is our place, right? And I think that we should step back into a role. And I think that's a great way to revisit and some of those uh, processes that we have put in place. And I think if we have the mindset of continuous improvement, being able to get back into there and see how we can improve some of those processes is important.
0: We are getting ready to do an episode on service advisor overload. It came to me because, you know, I was chatting with a bunch of coaches about this and they say, oh my God, now do this and do the and order the parts and do the estimate and, and, and do the DVI and present it to the customer. And oh, by the way, we need to contact the people that shopped with us last week and we need to contact the decline work and on and on and on. And I was given a list for this upcoming show as to how many areas of responsibility that the service advisor has And it's going to be a great episode. I think one checked in reality.
1: We practice a lot um, and we talk a lot about in our system is the term picking up pennies. As a service advisor, it is so incredibly important for you to be a great time manager because there's so many of these small things that Like I was up at the front counter today and, you know, one of my advisors was on hold with like an extended warranty company. And we talked about, well, instead of being on hold, could we just get an email address and shoot off an email and move on to the next task? So I think one of the the biggest things that we need to work on at the service counter is our efficiency with our time management. And we call it picking up pennies.
0: Our jobs at, at our counter continue to evolve. As you say, the extended warranty, if you will, disruptor wildcard that exists. And how are we going to lead and manage and insure our money? That's a time factor. In your case, you may have say, oh, boy, we, we just never figured out how we're going to deal with it, manage it, control it. And you may have to stop and put another line on your processes and say, this is what happens when.
1: You know, I've been back on the counter for about a week and a half now as he's out with his baby. And it's it's really been a great refresher to come back and to see that side of the business and to be able to, again, I call it the operational level, like the the boots on the floor, right? And how important it is to be able to understand that side of the business, even though it may not be my day-to-day job any longer, but it's still part of the overall structure of the company.
0: Well, I encourage everyone to keep their ear to the ground for our our, our Town Hall Academy episode on uh, piling on the, the service advisor. So, Aaron, thank you for sharing, you know, getting back on that counter and uh, getting kicked upside the head, uh, maybe, maybe, just a <laughs> little bit. Oh, maybe. These are my rules. They're not working. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Right, right. So thanks for coming back after the baby. Now I have to go and reinvent reinvent our counter. <laughs> so cool. Hey, look, at, let's get a chance to see your great business out in Stillwater, Oklahoma, Extra Mile Auto Care.
1: We actually took over the shop in, in 2020, and, and uh, maybe I can email you a picture of what it looked like. But we completely restored the front of the building. None of that brick was there before. We actually had to remove what was in front of that brick to, to expose it, which I thought was awesome.
0: That's a really, nice, it looks like stainless steel. That's nice.
1: Got that uh, stuck up there. Customers love it with that convenient pickup and drop off. And uh, we actually built this lobby about a year ago. This wasn't here either because um, this was just a wide open shop with the front door. So I think we finished construction on this about a year ago.
0: Very nice. Love the uh, the homage to your team. Now that those pictures that were up on the wall, is is that all the techs and service advisors? I see your yes. your picture was up there too. Okay,
1: I do need to add my office manager Tawny to that.
0: I want everyone to carefully look where it says free drinks. Help yourself. It's something that I talk about on this show a lot. There's there's this people sometimes say, "I'd like, can I buy a, a water? Can I buy a?" Pepsi or something like that. So thank you for doing that. I think that's an Im- that's an important thing.
1: Well, and I think people are naturally not inclined to even open that if they don't know if it's free. This yeah. is something that we put together to uh, just make a personalized visit for each customer to have their names on that board.
0: I love that. I love that. Announcing who's coming inside today. Yeah.
1: This is our training area. Again, we we just built that office. And so this side is you're stepping out into the shop, but This is uh, the area where the the service advisors and the technicians perform their training. And then we do our Monday morning uh, staff meetings.
0: What's your square footage?
1: Total building is about 7,000. And then the office is about 350 square foot. So the rest is the shop. That's Mr. Kane. He's one of our apprentices there.
0: Cool. Uh, Four bays?
1: Uh, There's actually about six bays total. We have uh, five lifts and then a four post. And then uh, some of the center uh, way as well. It's actually a pull through shop, so there's a door in the back as well. That's Mr. Devin.
0: Mr. Devin, what's a ten year of your techs? How long have they been there?
1: Uh, average, probably about three years. But again, you have to keep in mind we've only been in business about four. So,
0: and and you've been in this location about one year.
1: Uh, we've been in this location since May of twenty two or May of twenty twenty. I'm sorry.
0: Let me ask a question. Are you doing uh, fleet work for FedEx?
1: But we are, and so I was, I was actually going to address that. You're going to see a lot of FedEx shops, trucks in the shop right now, and a lot of that is because we're we're getting a lot of their services done before Thanksgiving, because uh, that's from Thanksgiving to Christmas is really their their busy time. So it's going to seem like we're a FedEx shop, but it's really just this you know last week of us trying to get their trucks
0: taken care of. So my question is, do you have to wait for your money?
1: Uh, no, um, we actually because they use ARI, they pay within. Probably two days. Uh, now, ARI takes a little bit of a percentage, but it's not much more than credit card processing.
0: I love the organization with these shelves as to your suppliers. Do your part suppliers drop the parts off at any special place?
1: So this shelf right here is after the parts have been received. Now I know it's kind of hard to see in this video, but these little uh, these little tags that are on the front there, they're actually magnetic. And then we write the repair order number on them. And then that's where the technician comes over and grabs their parts as they reference their their repair order number and then their parts correspond with that. So this is where the technicians grab their parts. And I tried to zoom in to get like the, you can see the repair order writing. And then these two shelves right here, on the top of these shelves, the right-hand side is the arrivals and it says arrivals on it. And then this left side where those quarts of fluid is, is the returns. The returns go there and the arrivals go here. So the parts vendor can come and drop off the parts with the corresponding shelf on the arrivals on the right side. And then if they have any returns, uh, they can pick those up on the corresponding shelf on the left side.
0: And return tracking, are you uh, considering that the driver is going to write that credit or are you going to write it?
1: We process and follow that through our shop management system. And so once it's in the refund pending area is when they get picked up, and then we're actually able to stay on top of that. If we don't see a credit within a couple of days, we follow up.
0: Very organized. You can't run a, a busy shop without that
1: organization is key. that's been one of our main focal points in the last probably six months is getting that parts area revamped because that's a lot of there's a lot of leaking going on in your business if, if that's not organized.
0: well, you're right about the FedEx vehicles
1: yeah. they're everywhere <laughs> yeah we uh, like I said we're, we're working on trying to get all of those taken care of and back to them before Thanksgiving because that's kind of when their busy season starts.
0: Are you selling a lot of tires I mean I see of course the uh, the alignment equipment.
1: We actually are currently subletting our tires. Um, we just got that alignment rack in May, and then we're going to be getting a tire rack within the next couple of months.
0: And when you say subletting, are you just telling the customer to go to a, a different place to get tires? Uh,
1: we are not. We actually, uh, we we don't ever like to send any of our customers anywhere else. Like they are our customers. And so what we do is we have a relationship with the tire shop. that's about a block and a half away. And we, uh, purchase those tires, and then we take that customer's vehicle down there for them, get those tires installed, and then bring it back. So we recommend um, and and you know purchase tires just just as if it would be here, except the vehicles going to the uh, tire shop for those at this time.
0: Would you ever consider just selling the tire yourself?
1: Oh absolutely. Uh, as soon as we get the tire machine to come in here in about two months, uh, we will be doing those. We just got the alignment rack in May, and then we've got the tire machine mountain balancer coming in the next couple of months.
0: How many parking spots on the property?
1: Uh, Zero. So that's uh, one of the things that we have to work on. We're in the downtown area of Stillwater, so we actually do not have a parking lot at all. We have to utilize public parking. So there are certain designated areas uh, that we do utilize, but in terms of our own property parking, we have zero.
0: Zero parking. So I can imagine you guys are playing chess on the street.
1: We've had to really develop strong processes for where we park vehicles at.
0: And Aaron, in your role right now, as you are assuming the duties of service advisor, is this your responsibility to worry about where all the cars are parked?
1: We have areas like we have a parking lot that's about a half a block down the street that we call it the overflow lot. And then this area real quick, I wanted to kind of talk about this. This is actually the original Stillwater, Oklahoma jail that is in the back of our shop here. So how many, how many people can say they have original, like a historical marker inside of their shop? This picture right here is inside of the original jail cell of Stillwater, Oklahoma.
0: Any famous uh, incarcerated person?
1: Not not any outlaws that I know of, uh, but you can still see the rebars on the window. And then they got the sliding door. But back to your question of, uh, of the parking uh, situation, we have a, a key box. And where the key is placed in the key box is... Uh, Where that vehicle is parked and we only use three different designated locations and so that each person knows where it's hung on the key box is where that vehicle is located.
0: Got it. Okay, that's clever. You're only in here for two years. Was this retrofitted as an automotive shop?
1: It was. So this entire building isn't wasn't the jail at the very back. There's a little brick kind of enclosure at the back of the shop or where the bathroom is. And that was the jail portion. Uh, This was actually a Chevy dealership in the fifties. And it's pretty much been a mechanic shop ever since.
0: So when you took it over, it was a mechanical shop.
1: Yes. It just didn't have that office or anything in it because um, it was just a wide open space. You'd walk in the front door and it would just be an open area uh, for where the service counter was over to the side, kind of where that parts area is now. There used to be a service counter there.
0: Are you leasing?
1: Uh, we are currently right now. I'm, I'm still undecided on whether or not we'll be here long term just because of, you know, some of the parking situation, uh, and things like that, that I'm not sure whether this is going to be our, our long term home. But what we were, what we came from, we were in business about a year and a half before this location. It's definitely been a, an improvement to where we were. So I do feel like that we could be here for at least a couple of years as we continue to grow and then maybe find our forever home after that. We've grown to be, if not the largest, probably one or two largest aftermarket shops in the area. Uh, so Stillwater's about 60,000. And then with the college students, it's about 80. And then there's a couple small towns in the surrounding areas that we pull from as well.
0: Well, great to see the tour of your place and uh, you know, to hear your story of uh, supporting the counter. Is it paternity leave? I think it's called. Yeah.
1: So uh, our lead, our lead service advisor, uh, Tyler, he, him, and his wife uh, gave birth to a beautiful baby girl uh, last week on Monday. So I, again, I want to say congratulations to them and their family. And then so it's, um, and I always say, get train your train your staff to the point to where you're afraid that if you get back up on the counter that you're not as good as your people are, right? And, you know, find yourself having to ask them for help. That's when you know you've done a good job.
0: It's a great message to end with. Thank you so much, Aaron Woods, Extra Mile Auto Care, Stillwater, Oklahoma, man. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Carl. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time...